Hey friends, welcome to the Holistic Carnivore Podcast. Do you ever feel like the world we live in has gotten so chaotic and that you've tried everything under the sun to eat healthy, lose weight, reverse your chronic disease, build muscle, or just decompress in a way that's actually beneficial to your brain and your body? Yeah, so do I. I'm Courtney Langlois, your host, an exercise physiologist, functional nutrition expert, and of course, passionate carnivore. We're here to explore the science behind nutrition, disease, fitness, mind-body medicine, holistic living, and the carnivore diet lifestyle. Together, we are going to uncover evidence-based insights, share inspiring stories, and support one another on our journey to optimal health and well-being. So whether you're a seasoned carnivore enthusiast or simply curious, this podcast is for you. So join me for engaging conversations packed with the latest research, expert interviews, and transformative stories. Get ready to embark on a journey towards optimal health like you've never had before. Hey friends, welcome to the Holistic Carnivore Podcast. I'm sure you are all wondering how holistic wellness aligns with the carnivore diet, and I assure you, we will spend a great deal of time bringing these topics together. But today I want to talk to you about the world of integrative and functional medicine, because the philosophies of these approaches like serve as the foundation for how I work with my clients and how I truly believe that patients should be treated. So I'm really stoked to share my world of holistic and natural healing with you. But here's the thing. I'm the kind of person where if I'm learning something new, which hello is every day because I'm a researcher. I can't just jump into the good part because nothing else is going to make sense. You know, it's kind of like watching Star Wars for the first time, but growing up as a kid through the Harry Potter series. So imagine this and true story, right? I was a week out from my wedding when my husband said, I can't marry you if you haven't seen all of all, all of the Star Wars movies. And episode seven had just come out. And so I started getting excited because the movie looked amazing for one, right? We can all agree that they did a phenomenal job with episode seven. And because of that, I was like, okay, maybe I'll consider watching Star Wars for the first time. And because I really wanted to marry my husband. (laughs) But then I realized that like there was no way in hell I could skip episodes one to six because I'm the kind of person that I have to know everything about everything before I can finally like talk about something. And it was the same with this, right? You have to learn everything before you can figure out who Ray's parents are and who Ray is, right? Well, integrative and functional nutrition and the holistic carnivore and why all of these things go together It's just like watching Star Wars for the first time. You have to start at episode one. You can't just jump in at episode seven because things are getting good. So today, I want to dive into exactly what integrative and functional medicine is and how this approach differs from conventional like Western approaches to healthcare. So to start us off, let's go ahead and get some terminology out of the way. But before I mention that, let me just say that In this show, you are going to hear me kind of teaching you. I have a background in education. I just have been teaching high school for the past few years. And when thinking about how I wanted to share this world of holistic wellness with you, 
I realized that I really wanted to draw upon my teacher background. And so I hope that that doesn't turn away any of you guys. I hope it provides to be helpful, right, in you understanding what I'm saying. And hopefully it'll allow it to all make sense because this is the only way that I know how to share this with you. And at the end of the day, all I want is for the message to get out that the way that we are living in the world of healthcare and this Western medical model, it's not the way that it has to be. So I'm your new teacher. <laughs> this is the holistic carnivore. Let's get going. Okay. So let's start at terminology. Integrative and functional medicine are two terms that are often used interchangeably, but they do have distinct meanings. Integrative medicine takes a holistic approach, combining conventional medical practice with complementary therapies. It focuses on treating the whole person, the mind, the body, and the spirit. It aims to identify, <clears throat> excuse me, and address the underlying causes of disease or imbalance rather than just merely suppressing symptoms, which is basically the foundation of Western medicine. If you listen to any other complementary and alternative podcasts or people out there, and if you're here, I'm sure you probably are. But if you're listening to shows like this one, you'll often hear reference to a Band-Aid. And the Band-Aid is used as a metaphor for the Western medical model. Um, so think about this. If you're diagnosed with diabetes, what happens? Exactly. Your doctor is going to prescribe you with some blood sugar regulating medication, or if your A1C is over 11, you're likely going to be prescribed insulin therapy. But this system is failing you as a patient because at the end of the day, you're left in this state of permanent reliance on pharmacotherapies for disease management. Sure, your doctor might suggest a few lifestyle modifications, like telling you to lose weight, reduce your carbohydrate intake, or probably attend some BS nutrition course that likely you're not going to attend. And these courses are typically not taught by nutrition experts. But ultimately, in most cases, and I say most because I obviously can't speak for everyone, but the general allopathic approach does very little for actually healing you, and it never provides you with the autonomy to step into the driver's seat and really take control of your own health. You're never given the opportunity to say that this is what I want, and this is how I'd like for my health and my children to be cared for. You're told that whatever pill that they prescribe you is the right choice, that there are no other options. And here you go, here's your prescription for the rest of your life. But the reality of it is, for a large number of conditions, it doesn't have to be this way. You've been taught to respect and act upon everything that your doctor tells you to do without ever questioning them or having a say in your medical treatment. Heck, even asking them about their the research behind their approach to caring for you and their other patients is not something that is typically seen in our society's medical model, right? Like heaven forbid, if you ask your doctor if there's a natural way to achieve the desired outcomes that you need, you're going to be told that they're ineffective. You're going to be told that, yes, it'll help, but it's not going to be enough. Some docs might even laugh, right? Don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying do not respect your doctor's orders. What I said was that you need to realize that there are other options than the big pharma path when it comes to your health and wellness. 
One approach is merely going to put a Band-Aid on your symptoms, and honestly, it could take you even further into a state of disease. I know that you know what I'm talking about. You know how at the end of every pharmaceutical commercial, there's about 10 seconds of risks and effects of taking whatever pill they're trying to sell you, and it's been sped up to like two times the speed of normal speaking cadence so that you literally can't understand a thing that they're saying? Yeah. Tell me how that whole slew of risks and conditions is not going to make you more sick. Like, if the drug is only going to mask one symptom but cause a myriad of other issues, hello, that's not actually healing you. But there are approaches to healthcare that are effective and identify the root cause of your disorder or dysfunction um, or whatever is causing you to be sick, and they allow you to heal naturally. So the philosophy of integrative medicine is deeply rooted in history, traversing various disciplines, yet it has been often overlooked as the pendulum of accepted medical care swings back and forth. However, we're now witnessing the beginning of a shift towards recognizing the benefits of combining external, physical, and technological advancements with the internal, non-physical exploration of healing. Long before the advent of computers and MRIs, ancient philosophers like Aristotle had the ability to experience and reflect upon the human condition. Aristotle was one of the first holistic physicians who believed in the inseparable connection between physical and spiritual aspects with no division between the body and the mind. It was only until the 1600s that Rene Descartes, who was a mathematician, um, had spiritual concerns and began to worry that prevailing scientific thought would reduce the conscious mind to something that could be manipulated or controlled. Descartes sought to protect the spirit from science by separating the mind from the body and advocating for the focus of the mind and the spirit within the realm of religion while leaving science to dissect the physical body. This philosophical stance gave rise to the concept that's known as um, the Cartesian split, and it refers to the concept of mind-body duality. Soon after, influential thinkers such as John Locke and David Hume influenced the reductionist movement, which shaped scientific and medical systems. The idea behind reductionism was that by simplifying natural phenomenon, we could gain a better understanding of the larger whole. So despite the remarkable progress that was achieved through reductionism, clinicians still had really limited tools to effectively treat diseases. It wasn't until the early 20th century that applied science started to revolutionize medicine through the development of medical technologies. In 1910, the Flexner Report actually played a pivotal role in shaping the allopathic academic institutions, uh, which came to prioritize the trinity of research, education, and clinical practice. The emphasis on reductionism and the scientific method yielded knowledge that fueled the growth of these institutions and propelled a deeper understanding of the pathophysiological basis of disease, which subsequently led to the creation of tools to combat their effectiveness, i.e. the pharmaceutical industry. As a result, specialized medical care became more prevalent, allowing practitioners to focus on specific organ systems, right? We have an endocrinologist, a rheumatologist, a cardiologist, all of these specialized providers, and society is beginning to appreciate their benefits and their ability to fix isolated problems. However, this approach falls short when it comes to chronic disease um, because they involve interconnected organs, right? You can't 
just heal diabetes by putting a Band-Aid on your blood sugar, that your diabetes is coming from a dysfunction somewhere else in your body that is causing your body to incorrectly respond to glucose intake, right? So why don't we go back and fix the root of the problem? Instead, Western medical model says, here's your prescription. Your blood sugar is under control. Don't worry. You're a type two diabetic, but it's managed, right? But in reality, all of the organs within the body are intricately connected. So merely repairing one part without addressing the underlying cause provides only temporary relief and a false sense of security. Consequently, this has led to the current expensive healthcare system in America, which, let's be honest, has subpar patient outcomes. But I'm going to go ahead and pump the brakes because that was a lot and I want you to stay with me. Let me summarize real quick for you. The philosophies of integrative medicine date back to circa 300 BC, almost 2,000 years before the first medical school. It wasn't until the 1600s when the mind and the spirit were considered separate entities from the body and treated independently as such. Fast forward 500 years or so, and the philosophy of reductionism is now being applied to medical theory, and the body is treated based on its parts, not as the whole. Not just as the mind and the spirit and the body, but as the mind, the spirit, and the body. And among the body are all of these various different parts, which are treated independently of one another, not as a collective body, right? And these treatments are pharmaceutical drugs that put a band-aid on that disease. And if you don't change something up, you're never going to come off of them. So every single day, people are popping these chemicals and putting billions of dollars into big pharma's pockets. You have to tell me that y'all see that cycle, right? Like, I know there are a lot of people out there who recognize this. It seems like slowly society is waking up to what's really going on in this country's medical system. But y'all, we just came through a pandemic, and according to the CDC, over 80% of the population got at least one jab. Like, 80% blindly accepted the mandates. They blindly accepted and put the chemicals in their body that weren't even tested on humans. And the data that we did have at the time showed a significant number of strong associations with the risk of some pretty gnarly outcomes. But like, they still did it. I, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, I would never do something that wasn't so thoroughly vetted and backed by science. And yet, you know, shit hits the fan and the country starts freaking out. And yeah, y'all, y'all just jump so quick. But like, let me acknowledge the fact that there were certain populations who were at an increased risk of getting really sick, right? There's no denying that in any way, but the fear mongering that was going on was an absolutely undeniable success for selling those vaccines. Like great job, pharmaceutical industry, like great job, Pfizer, Moderna, you did fantastic mission accomplished. 80% of the population has taken the juice and are now going to experience Lord only knows what effects like, we have no idea what this stuff does in humans and people just accepted it because they were told to do it. But I'm going to go ahead and slow my roll on the COVID topic 
because I will absolutely be doing an episode on this because it's a really big part of my story and why I'm here in the first place. But let me just tell y'all, I was 12 weeks pregnant with my second child in October of 2019 when everything was just getting started. And then in April 2020, I gave birth in a hospital where things were really at the peak of mania. Like I experienced that shit firsthand and the immense pressure to get the vaccine because I was pregnant, not only from my healthcare providers, but at the time I was working in oral surgery. So like there is a whole story there. Stay tuned because you're not going to want to miss that. But all of this to say that if you are trying to take control of your health, you have to be aware that these agencies are not wanting the best for you. My long-term theory is population control, and so far they're doing a really damn good job. Hear me out. Like the CDC states that seven out of 10 deaths from, are from chronic diseases, preventable, treatable diseases, and yet 70% of all deaths are a result of this. Like, it's crazy to me, and it's absolutely insane that society wants to be woke in all the ways, but you damn better wake up to the fact that the food you eat is not only trying to kill you, it's winning. And I'm up in here in my little corner of the world, staring at my mountains and screaming for people to change their diet and really take control of their health. But here's the thing. You have to be willing to throw out your fears. You have to be willing to get all of the misinformation that you've been taught for well over two, three, four decades and throw that shit out the window. You need to learn to trust the evidence and understand why this information is not what you're seeing, hearing, and reading about in your major media outlets. Like, Guys, I could rant for hours, and as my former students know, when I see a rabbit hole, I make like Alice and dive headfirst into that because I'm obsessed with this stuff. But in an effort to stay on topic, let's let's talk about how we do this thing and how we really get healthy, right? It starts with a holistic approach to life and health. This is where integrative and functional medicine comes in. As I've already shared, the philosophies of integrative and functional medicine is not new. It's been talked about for ages, and it's been overlooked as what society considers as acceptable medical care. However, it's incredibly important for you to understand that the philosophies and techniques of integrative and functional medicine are evidence-based and incorporate the latest research while also drawing on traditional healing practices, which again, have stood the test of time. While integrative medicine focuses on the bigger picture approach to care, functional medicine digs even deeper into the root cause of disease. It seeks to understand the underlying imbalances in the body's systems and how they contribute to the pathophysiology of disease, right? Or the, the propagation or the, the development of disease. Functional medicine employs a systems-oriented approach, examining the interconnectedness between various physiological processes. It aims to restore balance and optimize the functioning of these systems through personalized and targeted interventions. So while conventional medicine often focuses on symptom management and acute care, integrative and functional medicine takes a more proactive and preventative approach. They emphasize lifestyle modifications, nutrition, st stress reduction, and other non-pharmacological interventions such as acupuncture, right, mind-body medicine, and other interventions that support the body's innate healing capacity. In integrative medicine, the patient becomes an active participant in their healthcare journey. 
they're empowered to make informed decisions and step into the driver's seat towards optimal health. It's all about partnering with patients and providing them with the tools and knowledge to take charge of their well-being. It focuses on the best of both worlds and brings them together, the advancement of modern science and the wisdom of ancient healing practices. By integrating these approaches, we can provide comprehensive, personalized care that targets the root cause of your disease, right? And what truly sets this modality apart is the focus on the individual rather than the disease. Your provider gets to know you. They learn about your philosophical opinions on how we approach care, but it focuses on you living and being in an active state of health. And it teaches you how to maintain that without being reliant on a provider. That's what really sets it apart, right? Integrative and functional medicine offers a paradigm shift in healthcare, recognizing that health is not merely the absence of disease, but a state of optimal vitality and well-being. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope that you found this introduction to integrative and functional medicine insightful and kind of like an opportunity to get to know me a little bit better. I just want to say that if any of this is resonating with you and as you're listening to this, you're just nodding your head and saying, yeah, right? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. I hope you stay a while. Until next time. Hey friends, I'm on a mission to help people fight back and reclaim their health and wellness. It is time to shatter the dark cloud of chronic illness that hangs over your head. You deserve to wake up feeling energized and vibrant every single day. So if this resonates with you, I invite you to reach out to me via email or send me a message on Instagram. You can find my information in the show notes. Let's have a conversation about your health, your goals, and together, let's map out a personalized plan to get you back to thriving. The information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. No client-provider relationship is established by listening to this podcast. Consult with your healthcare professional for personalized advice before making any changes to your healthcare regimen.